0: Welcome to The Clean Project, promoting real, transparent, and faithful conversations about purity and sexuality in today's culture. My name is Jason, and I'm joined by co-host Gavin, and over the course of the following season, we're going to be unpacking the raw truth about what it means to be clean and set apart in today's culture. So, without further delay, let's get to our show. Welcome to The Clean Project. I got my fabulous co-host here, Mr. Gavin Clark, Bfly fly Dave all day what is the clean project well this is a space that people can enter into to learn more about obviously the gospel of jesus yeah. faith place that we can have open dialogues about what it means to walk out a clean and pure life in this generation in this day yeah with all the different influences there um Hey Gavin, you wanted to join me on this project, but what do you what do you got to say,
1: man? All right, so um, the Clean Project is really just a space for uh, me and Jason here, and you know we'll have guests eventually to uh, speak openly about our experiences living in this generation as Christians on fire for God. We pray that God will just use us to inspire others and to let people know that the struggle is real out here, uh, but the struggle is worth it, right? Uh, the struggle mm-hmm. shows that. you're wrestling with something and that shows you still have the spirit in you um as as you resist the things of this world and the desires of this world but i think Mm. uh, not only that i think god's going to use us on this platform to uh really expose the plans and the schemes of the enemy Mm. as he uh tries to trick our generation or tries to even reach the youth um but those are just some topics that we'll get into at later time this is the first episode so we're just going to break down what this is and uh we're Pretty much just going to follow Jason's lead on this one.
0: Oh, no, no. Hey, we're leading this together. Um, <laughs> but I will I will open up. Uh, just, I think this will be like the scripture for the actual podcast itself to kind of define the conversation, shape the conversation. You want to take that one, Gavin?
1: Yeah, from First 1 Corinthians 10.13. No temptation has overtaken you except something common to mankind. Hmm. And God is faithful, so he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, will provide the way of escape also, so mm. that you will be able to endure it. Therefore, flee from idolatry. And then, um, so that was fourteen. Um, this is where Paul is writing to the church of uh, Corinth about idolatry and things like that. But we can apply this to all temptation, really—the uh, temptation of the flesh, right? Um, mm. Sexual temptation. That's what. That's what this clean project is about: it's living a clean, uh, sexually. Uh, pure life as a Christian, mm. right? not only not only clean, um, as in sober, not only clean as in um, living righteously, mm. uh, but this will be more focused on the uh, the sexual temptations the fleshly temptations, even the spirits behind that. So mm. um, that scripture is powerful, and I just I think that'll be good for us too.
0: okay. there's a lot to unpack here. A couple things about this format that uh, you know this being the pilot episode. Uh, So I want to set some expectations. Uh, Having done a podcast before and trying to build out episodes and all that, there's just so much that goes into it. But um, one of the resources, the primary resource I'm using really, I think, to kind of frame some of the episodes is a book called Clean by Doug Weiss. So plug that in the show notes. Highly, highly recommend you guys take a look at it. It's a really good guide, practicals. There's a few other books I recommend, but this is going to be the hardest thing I'm ever going to do on this platform. I'm going to pass this on to Gavin for the next 20 minutes or so. I might add a little bit here and there, but this is going to be my challenge for the rest of the season. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) You're the next generation. What do you want to say?
1: First, I want to say words of encouragement to those who are listening and those who might be struggling with sexual immorality, sin, pornography, things like that. I want to say that it can be a dark hole and it can be, Something that seems like never ending. It can seem like you just want to ask God, oh God, why am I struggling with this? God, why will you instill me with this desire if it's something that I need to wait for? Like I know a lot of young Christians, especially first thing they ask God for, oh, a wife gotta need a wife uh the reality of that is do you need a wife or are you looking for that pleasure you know are you looking for that sexual outlet and um i just want to encourage you to uh in with the word of god Mm. and uh, the bible doesn't lie when it says when you set your sights on jesus and you walk that path of righteousness all other things will just come to play that's paraphrasing obviously i just want to encourage you to have that discipline stay off those websites to remove those people from social media Mm. god sometimes requires us to simply remove things from our life because that bondage that spiritual bondage can be a soul tie a spiritual attachment to our phone people we've never even met before but we've seen and we follow them on instagram to lust over them Mm. we follow these porn stars or these celebrities that we lust over and we've created a spiritual attachment to the image of these people who we don't even know right we should be praying for these people instead we should be we should be seeking for them to reach the lord Mm. um, to be saved and for the lord to use them to reach others but when those people are in the in the grasp of the devil and you're opening that doorway, you're walking hand in hand with the devil. You're trying to drink sweet and bitter water from the same fountain. The Bible is very clear, and I was divided cannot stand, right? So as you try to live righteously, what are you putting in place to prevent yourself from falling back into that same sin you struggle with? I know for me, when I was younger, or uh, when I was earlier in my walk with, with Christ, I had a girlfriend at the time, and and my idea of soul ties or spiritual connection were basically i tried to justify them any way i could i tried to I said, oh god i'm gonna marry this woman anyway what is marriage but uh, a ring and some some legal sheets but it's so much more deeper than that the bible describes it as two people joining a man and a woman joining as one flesh right as a covenant under god right under the grace of god and for sexual pleasures to be a gift of that marriage a fruit bearing Part of a relationship, right? As fruit, I mean, one, yes, relationship benefits, intimacy, things like that. But two, children, right? God God loves children. Jesus loves children. The Bible is very clear about how children just are pure, are beautiful. And if you want to bring a, a child into this world through a covenant, Right? And through a marriage structured household that's built on the foundation of Christ, because hmm. if it's built on Christ, it cannot be shaken, hmm. will not fall. So um, I say this because not only of the importance of waiting till marriage, but of all the terrible things that we wrestle with that come as a side effect of premarital intercourse premarital sleeping around this culture's idea of having fun air quotes you know as you save yourself for the right woman for the right person Uh, and the relationship is blessed by god you will not have to worry about things like abortion things like uh, sexually transmitted infections and diseases uh, things uh, that nature that are in fact of the devil or rooted in darkness uh, you won't get these things as we do in this world today because of how open people are and how loosely people tend to sleep around. They don't care about that level of spiritual impact that they have. Um, Not only that, it affects our relationships with God, right? If we're claiming to be Christians and we want to walk with God and we want to love God, in my opinion, the number one temptation for young men, you know, is the sexual immorality. Young men struggle and wrestle with those desires and it's become so normal in our culture. We even find ourselves sometimes questioning God, asking God why. Oh, these people seem like they have it together. These people, this, that, and the third. But in reality, their souls are broken. Their souls are hurting. And it affects our relationship with God in the sense that the devil uses this as the number one thing for condemnation against us. When we are living in that sexual sin, when we are constantly trying to seek that pleasure that's never fulfilling, Uh we turn our face from God knowing it's wrong, mm.
0: right? Just real quick, um, because I definitely, I know you're strong in the Lord, you have a really good relationship with God, but uh, for maybe people that they're not really there on their journey, and are in a relationship, and it's gotten physical, maybe they were raised differently, their parents, you know, uh, what have you, Um, culturally, oh, it's okay, you know, cohabitate, kids are getting sexualized now, like, three or four years old. This is the culture that we're in. The internet with high definition, 4K, pornography, VR, all that. Like my own journey many sexual partners, addictions, still struggling through some of it, you know, and I've been through healing, I've been through counsel, I've been through all these things. And it's just, I've had good stretches of time where it's like, hasn't been a problem. I've been in relationships where it never went physical. I've been in other relationships we fell right and I'm like, okay, what is going on here? How is it that some people seem to be able to manage their lives, whether they're struggling with sex addiction or porn or something, and some people can't Make the case for why do we need Jesus or God in the picture when it comes to our sexuality?
1: Right. Well, in all reality, in all just bluntness, right, without the spirit of God, without that conviction that we would get, without Jesus, we simply would just be going wild. We'd be chasing the tail and uh, we'd be trying to do whatever we desire. There would be no foundation, no moral foundation, no objectivity to the reason why people should remain pure. But also without Jesus, basically think it would just be impossible hmm. for some people because I know, especially within my own strength, if I didn't have Christ in my life or if I didn't have Christ to guide me, I would be living in this world. And this world has this idea where, oh, you're young, you get to just go out and experience everything. Hmm. And this world um, puts out. This idea of zero repercussion and without Jesus, if we believe that there were no repercussions to the things that we did, I think we would say, "Why not? Let's go ahead and do this. Let's please ourselves as much as we desire. Let's, uh, mm. you know, get with all sorts of partners. Let's, uh, let's lower our standards and and just live, mm. uh, kind of as we can. We can just see and reflect. You know, even me as a college student." on campus, I can see like, especially with technology, it's so easy for students to just basically hook up or or find someone or something mm. to to please that desire. And without Jesus, I think that struggle wouldn't be a struggle. It would just be a free-falling slope mm. because the things that are not talked about or are, are the repercussions are what those things lead to. For example, without Christ, without the Bible, to set an image for what we should desire in a woman, what we mm. understand, I think our minds would just be altered based on our desires, based on pornography. Mm right based on how based on this surreal image we see of women um whether it's online whether we set these unrealistic standards Uh of intimacy and things like that because of what we see through pornography, movies, entertainment, and things like that.
0: Right. If you're following the show now, make sure to drop a five-star review in your preferred podcasting platform, whether Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or Spotify, and share this message with a like-minded peer. If you need any resources or need to reach out directly for prayer or support, please visit our website page at thecleanproject.net or just follow the links in the show notes below. All right, let's get back to our show. So part of the conversation, we're gonna have a mixed audience. Obviously, Gavin and I are both heterosexual men, but I think the conversation can apply to both sexes, uh, whether they're heterosexual or homosexual relationships or asexual or whatever, You know, fill in your unique struggle. I'm gonna discern and try to reach out to maybe some women that are comfortable with this. But yeah, basically, I wanted to hit on this real quick. It's, it seems kind of tangential, but I think it's important. Um, clothes. So it's one thing to pretty much struggle with pornography and, you know, the sexuality of that, the fact that you're seeing nakedness and intercourse. And I mean, I remember the first time I saw a guy think I'm in my mid thirties when we had the internet, it wasn't like, High speed internet today. Like you use pixel by pixel, you had to wait that entire photo to load. It could take in like 30 minutes. And then you saw your first boom, like hardcore naked image of somebody. It just warps your mind. Like you're like, whoa, like this is so cool. But you don't realize how much imprinting is happening. But you know, fast forward to today. It's so normalized, it's so available and men and women are both really addicted and struggled to this. And and that's just the technology side of it. In-person side of it, Gavin, I've been on the college campus, like we do ministry on the college campus. I would say one of the things about being older and having been through relationships, obviously my own preferences and maturity. like I have teenage sisters, so you still have to really guard your eyes and your heart. It's very vivid what young men and women are doing to attract other people just for the stare factor, right? You know, you really kind of sit there and you're like, well, this is not as easy to really deal with. And until I actually started meeting you guys in the dorms, just kind of walking with you guys for a little bit, I didn't realize that they're stacked, like they have men and women literally on the same floors. So they're not separated by gender and you're talking literally up until the very room that you're in that's how close it is so when I went up there and I see girls you know running around with pretty much no clothes on saying that like hyperbolically but they're literally leaving a social and they're getting changed in a bathing suit to go to some charity event on campus and it's like this is ridiculous this is Babylon I mean there's a spring break like every other day I mean am I exaggerating here is this basically what you're seeing and what you're exposed to on the campus you know for the concerned parents out there
1: yeah no I definitely think there's different levels of struggle with it I think, uh, I mean, yeah, for sure. All that raw, it's just out. I think on most college campuses, there's more women than men anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, With these open events, especially in North Carolina where there's warmer weather, you know, there's events outside and throughout the days, even nighttime, there are all these uh, sorts of temptations and Mm -hmm. there's no cultural dress code or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's all there. That's all raw. uh, But I think there's different levels of struggle with it. Like, I know, especially for me, it's a little easier. I just kind of remove that From my mind, I don't let it overtake me. It's kind of like having an understanding like, okay, like, yes, they need to be saved. Yes, they need Jesus. Um, Is me focusing on wrongs Mm -hmm. fruitful? Or will that just cause me to look more, to notice more? Mm to it. You know, the psychological factor of, of once you see something and recognize it, now you're almost kind of looking for it. What does that lead to? Is that fruit bearing? Basically, I just do my best to ignore it. I look away. I don't I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. So there's this idea that's pushed a lot that women shouldn't be sexualized anyway. You should have that level of respect for women or level of self-control right. to um, not want to look or not want to admire these women that are dressing a certain way, that are doing a certain thing right to not sexualize them and there's difficulty in that for sure yeah that's good
0: if we if we use the the scripture if we use the bible as like a narrative to explain why we have these struggles in our society in our culture um i think it really does go back to the fall because the temptation of eve man or woman looked at the forbidden fruit and saw that it was good But when they ate it, resulted in death, like it resulted in a negative, there's physical and spiritual implications to that decision. So at surface level, you're like, Oh, well, you know, we're just kind of flirting. We're still foreplay. Um, Yeah, we hooked up, but I don't really love this person. It's just somebody I like. And the thing is, people wonder when that happens, and it winds up developing into a relationship. Yeah, it's because without getting all the weeds here, there's physiological, emotional, you're making a soul connection with that person, whether or not you really fully love them. Like you're not really committed to them or maybe it's like, yeah, it's someone I like, but I don't, I don't really want to marry them. We might just kind of date for a while and see what happens and leave it up to chance. What you're doing essentially is you're kind of playing the lottery with your soul. It opens up these doors that should never be opened if we're using the biblical narrative here because those belong within a relationship between you and God and you and one particular person. It's designed that way for your good. And I think that that is so radical to a culture. It's like, well, we just got to give it a try. I want to put a trial run on this relationship. I want to see if the sex is good. I want to see if I really can connect. I mean, how else do, how would you really know someone unless you live with them and sleep with them? Like, what if they're not pleasing to me sexually? You know, and that's basically like, you want to actually try the goods before you buy it. But see, that might work in the world. It doesn't really work within tight, emotional, physical relationships because if sexual intercourse is the success factor to whether or not that relationship's going to be happy or like fruitful, that's a really poor standard because one, and maybe chime in here, if you want, Gavin, but that's not something that should ultimately determine the success of your relationship. It is an important factor, I would say, attraction and intimacy and all that, but it's very small compared to like communication, just emotional, physical support, commitment, common values, like what your beliefs are, what your attitudes are and behaviors are. So all those things, your family background, very important. And then really just your faith, like where you're at in your relationship to God and other people. And I think that all those factors are just as important, if not more important than how that person relates to you sexually in an intimate way. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm on board with that 100%. I agree. And I think the idea of dating to marry has been lost. Mm. I think uh, this casual dating, this casual Looking up or experimenting um, or experimenting or, or even even friends or there's this thing called friends with benefits mm-hmm. i mean people are looking for that singular partner to have intercourse with or whatever but they're not looking for that relationship they're they don't see that person as someone they would date or marry mm-hmm. in the long run I think this also leads to a lot of hurt. We see a lot of people who mask these uh, desires that they actually have for a family or for a husband or for a wife, Hmm. you know, they mask those desires because they're afraid now that the person that they're in a relationship with isn't on board with that, isn't on the same page. Hmm. People will date for years, have children and still never seek to get married, never want to be, I guess, tied down or committed. And I don't know if that has to do with, you know, the image of what marriage actually is, Mm -hmm. or if it's just something that gives people a way out and escape. I think marriage is kind of like, you know, the final tier of a relationship. It's when you're locked in with your life partner. And uh, I think people are avoiding that and afraid of that, especially Mm -hmm. young people uh, nowadays, which brings to another point, you know, why not just avoid relationship until you're ready for that, you know, that commitment, Mm -hmm. you know, that saves a lot of, Young men from getting hurt. A lot of young men are seeking relationship for longevity, Mm. seeking relationship for wanting to actually have an emotional connection that will last. You know, some people do not desire this hookup culture or whatever, Mm. but it's hard and it's ruined by other people, obviously. And I'm not even talking about people within the faith. I'm talking about just, I mean, young people who are not even really believers. Mm. They just want, you know, one person to be a partner with. Yeah. They just want monogamous relationships and uh, Mm. they can't find a woman who's on the same page or, things like that. And it's a struggle that the culture is facing right now, uh-huh. you know, even within the Christian community, mm. you know, you look, you're going to find a, a young Christian woman or a Christian woman looking for a young Christian man. Mm. But I think one thing we can learn from Christian community is that we see a lot of these people waiting mm. and understanding that they're not ready to be a wife. They're not ready to be a husband. Mm. I think we can see these things and we can learn from it. And yeah. uh, that's my take on that. What do you think about that?
0: Oh, That's a lot, man. I mean, I think you're spot on, though. I think you're right about people wanting to maybe take their time gain to know someone. There's clearly something about waiting, like delayed gratification, submitting to God's ways, his providence, right? Because you really, in a way, you don't want to get into something quickly to realize, you know, I really should have just probably been more like selective and really just kind of worked on myself a lot more because we got some issues. Issues. Like, I've seen this play out over the past three serious relationships I've had. And I'm thinking, dang, like, it's clearly not about life maturing so much, although I think that's definitely important. Um, like, you want to be able to take care of yourself. If you're still struggling with impulse control, you have addictive tendencies, you don't have your life together. Like, you know, you're not really sure about where you're supposed to be, like, you're calling. Because if you get into a relationship and you're not really sure and you just want to play it fast and loose, the results are probably not going to be that great. Unfortunately, what happens, I think a lot is that people, they go into relationships with really good intentions, especially in the Christian community. But you realize pretty quickly, like, dang, like this is just as hard as people that don't believe, which is exactly why I think we need Jesus. Like we need a stand. We need to have something greater that we're living for. And I heard this in like a marriage podcast and like the loneliest people in the world are married people. And I'm like, nah, like that can't be true, right? I mean, you have someone there with you to do life with. Nah, because if you're truly monogamous and you're truly trying to commit to that person, um, you can't just go out to somebody else. Now, unfortunately, people do that. And that's a whole different discussion infidelity and all the rest of that. Like that could be really lonely when you want to be more intimate with somebody. Or if you're struggling with porn or some addiction, you have an affair, there's somebody else in your life that you want to pursue. And you're in a relationship you're committed to. It's terrible. And of course, when you're single, you have the opposite effect. You get myopic. Like you're like, ah, oh, but I really want to date this person. But this person came along. Well, if you're struggling with porn, everything you're doing, all the women you're looking at, like you're their objective. Or you're expecting them to talk to you or to treat you like the people in these videos. Yeah, you're going to be like incredibly disappointed when a girl doesn't want to hook up with you after a few weeks. You're going to be upset when you do cross the line and they say, Hey, I don't want to do this. I want to go to church. I want to feel clean about this. And, or maybe I do like you, but I can't just marry anybody. Like it's a big deal. Like I need to marry someone that believes what I believe because what else are we living for? Just to have sex all the time, that's not sustainable. it so it just opens up all these different doors and, and things that can be messy. Um, what do we do to get free? You know, and recommit our lives to the right true way. All right, and that's where I'm gonna pass it back to you and you can take it out to the close. How about that?
1: Yeah, I think um the only solution, the one solution is Jesus Christ, right? I mean, that's what has helped me. It's almost like I still need to work on the, on that compassion for other people who still mm-hmm. struggle. You know with this area um because i need to understand that i was once there Mm -hmm. you know and the solution to me it, it seems so simple when in reality it's harder for some people to grasp you know with jesus christ as the solution you may present that and people will be like okay what does that mean you know i have i read the bible i'm a christian i go to church i have accountability I have all this, but I still struggle with this sin. And for me, I found for Jesus to be the solution to my sins, Christ provides practical ways for me to stay pure, whether it's staying busy, right? Because the Bible talks about being laziness is a sin. one thing i've learned is laziness leads to sin Mm. idle time sitting sitting alone leads to sin boredom um, am i filling my mind with the word of god am i replacing my unclean thoughts am i binding and capturing them like second corinthians says Mm. to hold every thought captive am i doing that am i applying these practical ways that the bible provides to stay pure and a lot of times when i would really sit down and ask this question to myself my answer was no i'm not fully with all of my effort applying practical ways to stay pure to stay clean
0: we'll talk about some of those uh, throughout this podcast guys and gals if you need resources for just different accountability groups software you can implement on your devices having an ally in this battle of staying pure even just looking for a good community church connections in that uh, on your campus or in your area please reach out to us we'll have information how to get in touch with us via email or social media we're going to develop more resources for this so we definitely want open up those doors if need be. Um, but yeah, go ahead and continue.
2: Basically, I was just going to close out and say, whether it's the next episode or an episode down the line, mm-hmm. I think we should lay groundwork for the fundamentals of living clean, mm. the practicalities, the things I can do in my everyday life to live clean. Yeah, And I think that can be structured and grounded episode where we're not kind of bouncing all around, mm-hmm. where we can hit on all of the similar topics that we hit on today and and you know how the culture makes that difficult things to keep you occupied or, mm. or what things am I keeping myself occupied with, but are these things clean, right? Mm. Am I keeping myself occupied by watching a TV show, but at the same time this TV show is, uh, is showing all of these, you know, explicit things. Yeah. Um, or music or, you know, yeah, conscious. Right, or yeah. am I filling my spirit with music yeah. that is uh, glorifying sin, glorifying all these things that's unclean. I can say that encourage is just uh, take it one step at a time and, mm. uh, and take pride and reward yourself with doing well. Find joy in doing well. Don't look at it as a struggle. Don't mm-hmm. look at it as something something that you're missing out on. Mm. You know, look, take joy, right? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength, right? So take joy mm. in fighting that good fight because it will be rewarded and worth it in the end, mm. whether that's just later in life or whether that's eternity. That's just my word of encouragement. I just bless everyone who listened to this today. Feel free to share with your friends and yeah, God bless.
0: Yeah. You've been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Romans 6, 18. And if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. John 8, 36. Praise God. Amazing. Something I observed, you know, like I know you like to play ball. Yeah. I got some basketball over here. More b-ball game. You know, is that, is that so cool? Do people still say that b-ball?
2: B-ball? No, no one says that. Nah. Just dating myself. Shooting some hoops, right? <laughs>
3: but
0: uh, but um, I you know bought a basketball and I was like I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, man. I it was bad air balls like all the time. You know this was like I'd say about a month and a half ago, not even that long. But I probably would go like once or twice a week for thirty minutes. You know maybe like a couple days or a week would pass or I didn't go. And then when I got back out there, I'm thinking, oh man, I got to start back over from the beginning. I'm probably gonna be soggy almost like I'm going backwards. Like, you know, if you you practice for a couple of days and then you don't practice again, like you're probably going to be really bad. Well, I go back out there, I'm starting to hit jump shots. I'm starting to get more consistent. And I'm like, well, what changed? I think there's something profound about like how humans learn it's almost like we gotta sometimes put things down so that when we reapproach it, like we don't always see the growth that happens. So I like what you said about like there's a process we follow when we're applying God's word to our lives when we're making healthier decisions and relationships. If we go back to the condemnation and the shame, that's what actually keeps us further in the hole instead of just saying, "Hey, yeah, I fell. I need to confess." James five sixteen. We're gonna talk about this later in a future episode, but the key. Jesus wanted us to confess to our brothers and sisters in Christ when we fall. He commands us to part of that helps safeguard our hearts so that the enemy, the devil, the demons can't use that against us to say, Oh, yep. See, you're a sinner. You don't deserve mercy and grace. You never really had it. You know, you might as well just stay in the sin because it's never going to change. And I think the key to victory in this area that I'm learning and I'm discovering is that we have to know and believe that we are actually made for something greater. And that's what helps us pursue our destiny and our calling. Um, Any quick thought on that? And then we'll tie it all together
2: yeah i think to close up to reiterate what i said earlier is just to take joy in that mm-hmm. uh, hardship those things that you're struggling with take joy in that
1: battle and fight the good fight mm-hmm.
0: All right, well, thanks for tuning in, Gavin. So proud of you, man. I know you're out there hitting the streets, getting that gospel out, living the clean life. If you guys want to get a hold of me and Gavin, feel free to reach out through the podcast. Information's in the show notes below. And if you need any resources or links to what we present in the show, feel free to, to shoot us an email or a message and we'll get back to you. All right, bless you guys. Hope you're doing well and peace. Thank you for listening to an exciting episode of The Clean Project. Please consider sharing this resource with like-minded peers in your sphere of influence. I'm your host, Jason, and my co-host, Gavin. See you next time.